Coming up on 5-Minute News. Russia has killed more than 10,000 civilians in Mariupol. Alabama transgender treatment ban sued by families. And indoor mask mandate returns to Philadelphia as cases rise. It's Tuesday, April 12. I'm Anthony Davis. More than 10,000 civilians have died in the Russian siege of the Ukrainian port city of Mariupol, the mayor said on Monday, and that the death toll could surpass 20,000 as weeks of attacks and deprivation leave the bodies of Mariupol's people carpeted through the streets. Mayor Vadim Boychenko also accused Russian forces of having blocked weeks of thwarted humanitarian convoys into the city in an attempt to conceal the carnage there from the outside world. Mariupol has been cut off by Russian attacks that began soon after Russian President Vladimir Putin launched the invasion of Ukraine in late February and has suffered some of the most brutal assaults of the war. Boychenko gave new details of recent allegations by Ukrainian officials that Russian forces have brought mobile cremation equipment to Mariupol to dispose of the corpses of victims of the siege. The discovery of large numbers of apparently executed civilians after Russian forces retreated from cities around the capital, Kiev, this month already have prompted widespread condemnation and charges from Ukrainians and the West that Russia is committing war crimes in Ukraine. Elsewhere on Monday, US officials pointed to new signs that Russia's military is gearing up for a major offensive in Ukraine's eastern Donbass region, switching its focus after Russian forces failed in their initial drive to capture Kiev. Moscow-backed separatists have been battling Ukrainian forces in the Donbass region since 2014 and have declared independent states. A senior U.S. defense official on Monday described a long Russian convoy now rolling towards the eastern city of Izium with artillery, aviation and infantry support as part of redeployment for what appears to be a looming Russian campaign in the east. Families of transgender teens sued the state of Alabama in federal court on Monday to overturn a law that makes it a crime for doctors to treat trans youth under 19 with puberty blockers or hormones to help affirm their gender identity. The two lawsuits, one on behalf of two families and the other on behalf of two families and the physicians who treat their children, pose legal challenges to legislation, signed into law on Friday by Republican Governor Kay Ivey. Transgender youth are a part of Alabama and they deserve the same privacy, access to treatment and data-driven health care from trained medical professionals as any other Alabamian, Tish Gotel Falks, legal director of the American Civil Liberties Union of Alabama, said in a statement. Falks added that lawmakers are using children as political pawns for their re-election campaigns. Ivy and legislators face primaries next month. Unless blocked by the court, the Alabama law will take effect on May the 8th, making it a felony for a doctor to prescribe puberty blockers or hormones to aid in the gender transition of anyone under the age of 19. Violations will be punishable by up to 10 years in prison. 
The level of legislative overreach to the practice of medicine is unprecedented, and never before has legislative overreach come into paediatric examination rooms to shut down the parent voice in medical decision-making between a parent, their paediatrician, and their child, Dr. Marissa Landinsky, a medical provider and a plaintiff in one of the lawsuits said. Ivy signed the legislation on Friday, a day after it was approved by the Alabama legislature. At a campaign stop on Monday, the governor invoked religion when asked about her decision to sign the legislation. If the good Lord made you a boy at birth, then you are a boy. If the good Lord made you a girl at birth, then you are a girl, she said. Philadelphia became the first major U.S. city to reinstate its indoor mask mandate on Monday after reporting a sharp increase in coronavirus infections, with the city's top health official saying she wanted to forestall a potential new wave driven by an Omicron sub-variant. Confirmed COVID-19 cases have risen more than 50% in 10 days, the threshold at which the city's guidelines call for people to wear masks indoors, said Dr. Cheryl Bettigol, the health commissioner. Health officials believe the recent spike is being driven by the highly transmissible BA2 subvariant of Omicron, which has spread rapidly throughout Europe and Asia and has become dominant in the US in recent weeks. If we fail to act now, knowing that every precious wave of infections has been followed by a wave of hospitalizations and then a wave of deaths, it will be too late for many of our residents, said Betty Goll, noting about 750 Philadelphia residents died in the wintertime Omicron outbreak. This is our chance to get ahead of the pandemic, to put our masks on until we have more information about the severity of this new variant. Health inspectors will begin enforcing the mask mandate at city businesses on April 18th. Most states and cities dropped their masking requirements in February and early March, following new guidelines from the CDC that put less focus on case counts and more on hospital capacity. The restaurant industry pushed back against the city's reimposed mask mandate, saying workers will bear the brunt of customer anger over the new rules. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News on YouTube with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Subscribe, rate and review online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an evergreen podcast covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. Hello everyone, my name is Tom Kearns and I host the Anglo-Saxon England podcast, where I cover the history and culture of England from the departure of the Romans in the 5th century to the Norman Conquest in 1066. So far we've surveyed the collapse of Roman rule in Britain, the migration of the Anglo-Saxons and the history of Northumbria from its beginnings in the mists of legend to its destruction at the hands of Viking raiders in the 9th century. I hope you'll come and give it a go.